My name is Adria Wilkins. What reminds you of summer? Maybe it's a watermelon or strawberries, fireworks, maybe even the sound of cicadas. This morning I was in my yard and I heard cicadas and it brought me back to the days of summer camp at Mountain View Baptist Camp in Kentucky. We would go every summer when I was a young person. It was the thrill of our summer. We would be there for a whole week and we would have Bible study, we would have singing, and we would have all kinds of sports activities such as softball, swimming, archery, mini miniature golf, all kinds of fun stuff. And at the end of the week, there would be an awards night. And so all during the week, you would have competitions in the swimming pool. Um, you might have relay races on the ball field, ping pong, all kinds of um, contest. And so it was always fun to see who won the trophies and the ribbons and we always um, got so excited about Friday nights and then afterwards there would be a bonfire and you would go to that and then you'd come back and play volleyball the rest of the evening. But when we were um, adults we decided one summer to go to a family camp and we took our daughter and she loved it. It was at Glorieta, New Mexico. They had a Baptist camp there, and we would take her and had family week, and at the time, I was pregnant with our son, Blake. So several years later, we decided to go back to Glorieta and take some people from our church for family week. And so we looked forward to getting to know our church family a little better and some of the people that were on that trip with us. That evening, we had our first uh, group time of a, a pastor speaking and some singing. So we were sitting there, and the first song, much to our surprise, that they sang was... This is the air that I breathe by Michael W. Smith. You may remember that song. Well, you see, that song was sung at our son's graveside service. And it had been almost two years since he had passed away. We were not expecting it to hit us as hard as it did at that moment. And I began to weep. And then I noticed my husband began to weep. And so all through that evening time of listening to the pastor, I sat there and I cried and I wept. And I felt very weak after the service. And I told my husband, I said, I don't know why this has hit me so hard. So the next day, I got up and I was still very emotional so I decided that I would call my counselor and just ask her what she thought may be going on. She told me, she said, well, Glorietta must have a special place 
in your heart. Can you tell me a little bit more about how many times you've been there and what happened when you were there before? So I told her that we came with our daughter one time and then also that I was pregnant with Blake at the time. And she said, oh, that place has more meaning than you realize because you see, you were pregnant with him the last time you were here. And then now you've come and he's gone. We were doing foster care and adoption at the time. And so we had brought our foster child with us. And he was just a little like six, nine month old. And so we would wheel him around in the stroller. The counselor told me that maybe I should find a special place on campus and go and reflect on Blake's life because maybe there was still some special memories that I needed to make while I was there. So that morning after breakfast, I decided to go to the prayer garden and I thought, what other place could be more special than that? You see, it was full of flowers. It had a waterfall that came down the hill. And the only thing about it was, is it was a long trip straight up a hill to get there. And so when I was pushing the stroller with our foster child, I felt this heavy burden on my shoulders. And it was almost as if I didn't want to go to the prayer garden. And as I was walking, I thought, wow, this must have been what Jesus felt like when he was going up to be crucified. The heaviness of the moment, the uncertainty, but yet he knew what was ahead. As I continued to get closer to the prayer garden, the weight got heavier on me. Also, there were steps leading up to the very top of the prayer garden where the waterfall starts. So I walked up and carried the umbrella stroller with my foster child in it, and I get to the top finally, and I find a bench to sit on. As I'm sitting there, my foster child went to sleep and I was watching these workers and they were working on the waterfall there at the top. They were moving rocks from one location to another and as they passed by, I would smile at them and they would look back at me and one guy in particular said, there's a lot of rocks up here but they're in the wrong place. We chuckled, and as I sat there, I said, Okay, God, I'm here. What are we going to talk about? What am I going to think and process while I'm up here? So I continued to watch these workers, and I noticed that as they moved each rock, they would step back, And they would make sure that it was in the proper place. But then I noticed they would maybe scrape a little 
and it seemed like they were scraping some of the algae and moss off and doing a little cleaning as they put rocks down. While I was in counseling, my counselor used the scripture in Nehemiah and the story of Nehemiah. You see, he was a cupbearer to the Persian king. And Nehemiah left his post to lead the Israelites in rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem, which had been destroyed. He told his followers about God's gracious hand, and they replied, let us start rebuilding. Nehemiah and his followers started virtually from scratch, reconstructing the walls stone by stone. And in Nehemiah 2, 18, that's what they were saying. Let us start rebuilding. Well, my counselor used this with me one day and said, you know, you may have to start rebuilding one stone at a time in your life. Since Blake has passed, you have to rebuild and build off of what you have already experienced. As I watched the workers, tears began to pull into my eyes. I knew that God was showing me while I was watching these workers that he was going to rebuild my life just like they were rebuilding and moving stones and scraping the algae. When I got through thinking about this, I walked over to the man who was sweeping and scraping, and I said, you know, I've been sitting over here watching you, and I was wondering if you do this all the time. And he said, oh, no, this is the first time I've ever done this. And he said, you know, I'm volunteering up here this summer. And they gave me this project. And so today's the first day that we started working on this. And so we wanted to clean off the algae and straighten up the rocks and maybe place some new rocks around. And I said, oh, wow, well, that's interesting. And so I began to tell him what was going on and that I had lost a child and that my counselor had given me this story of Nehemiah and how he had rebuilt um, the, the city there stone by stone. And the man that I was talking to, his name was Willard, and he was a retired minister, and he, he was no stranger to loss. You see, he told me, he said, I lost my wife to cancer several years ago. And he said, God always brings people in my life when I've needed them. And he said, and I feel like God places me into people's lives when they need me. And tears were in our eyes. And I told him that I appreciated what he was doing that today and that how it ministered to me during my time there. And as I uh, finished up, I was praying 
And I thank to God for just the visual that he gave me in this moment. And then to beat all, that that was the first time they had ever been up there cleaning that and scraping that and building um, with the rocks. And so I really felt like that was just God nurturing me at that time. So later in the week, we were getting ready to leave. And I told my husband, I said, I really want to go back to the prayer garden just one last time. And we were leaving in the van and another family was with us. And I said, I'm going to get out just a minute and say one last prayer. And the lady said, well, I want to get out and pray with you. So we did and we got out and held hands and she began to pray and thank God for the special memory that I made there in the garden this week and how God had nurtured me and allowed this to be a special week, but a hard week. And when we got through, we both looked up and much to our surprise, guess who was standing there? It was Willard. I looked at him and his eyes. He gave me a warm hug and that he told me that he would continue to pray for me. You see, I started off the week in misery as if my heart had been torn all over again. But God brought healing. He used Willard to show me kindness and to nurse my soul. In Willard, I could see the heart of Jesus shining through and promising to carry my burdens from this point forward. Years later, as I was writing this, I looked up the origin of Nehemiah's name. Guess what it means? God has comforted. I thought, wow, God comforted me in the prayer garden with the Nehemiah story. And by placing this man Willard there to show me a picture of how God was going to rebuild and that God was going to smooth over those rough edges that I still had in my life. And I was able to leave there, yes, in tears, but I knew that God had ministered to me that day. Thank you for allowing me to share this very heartfelt story. Y'all be on the lookout for joy 